Welcome back everyone. Today, brought to you by popular demand, are the best dividend kings. If you're a dividend investor, you likely already know who the dividend kings are, and why they sit on this premium dividend stock list. If you don't know who they are, then boy are you in for a treat today. The dividend kings are companies that have a 50-year streak of consecutive dividend growth. That's right, 5 decades of increasing dividends year after year. That is no easy feat for a company to achieve, and these companies rightfully deserve to be labeled as the kings of all dividend stocks. Today I'm going to be ranking all of the dividend kings to find out who is the king amongst kings. For the ranking criteria, I'll be using the stock selection methodology of the Dow Jones US Dividend 100 Index, the underlying index of SCHD. Why? Because it's a tried and tested method of identifying better than average stocks, and because I like it. The methodology uses four financial factors to determine which stocks are the best. Those factors are... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The free cash flow to total debt ratio, which can also be labeled as a coverage ratio, because it can tell you how easily a company can repay all of its debt using its free cash flow. Companies with high ratios are deemed to be financially healthy and better prepared to weather poor economic periods, while also capable of taking on more debt to fund future growth. The second factor is the forward dividend yield, not to be confused with the trailing 12-month dividend yield. A forward dividend yield is the expected dividend payout for the future year. The third factor is the 5-year dividend growth rate that can tell us how well a given company has grown its dividend during the past 5 years. A long-term dividend growth rate can tell you how committed a company is to its dividend growth policy. And the last metric is the return on equity, which I like to substitute with the return on capital because I believe it is a more useful metric. The return on capital can tell us how efficient a company is at generating profits from its invested capital. The return on equity also measures profitability, but it measures the return only against shareholder equity, while the return on capital factors in debt financing and is therefore, in my opinion, a better indicator of profitability. Alright, so I pulled each of the metrics for all of the dividend kings and crunched the numbers to come up with the top 15 kings as of right now, and here they are. Number 1 is AbbVie, number 2 is Altria Group, number 3 is Illinois Toolworks, number 4 is Lowe's, number 5 is Johnson & Johnson, number 6 is Target, number 7 is Lancaster Company, number 8 is Abbott Labs, number 9 is Procter & Gamble, number 10 is Kimberly Clark Corporation, number 11 is Pepsi, number 12 is Nordson, number 13 is Nucor, Number 14 is Hormel, and rounding out the top 15 is Cisco. On average, these 15 dividend kings have 125% free cash flow to total debt ratio, compared to 84% for all of the dividend kings. Lancaster did skew the average for the top 15, as its ratio was 1300%. The average forward dividend yield for the top 15 is 2.84%, compared to 2.68% for all of the dividend kings. The best yield comes from Altria Group at 8.3%. The average 5-year dividend growth rate for the top 15 is a solid 9.77%, compared to 6.91% for all of the dividend kings. Lowe's is propping up the top 15 with a very attractive 5-year dividend growth rate of 20.69%. The average return on capital for the top 15 is 16.27%, compared to 10.57% for all of the dividend kings. Lowe's and Altria are the top dogs in this category, both having a return on capital in excess of 30%. The benefit of running such a ranking process is that we can narrow in on the dividend kings that appear to be better than the rest. What this process should identify are financially healthy companies that are highly profitable, 
have a policy for above average dividend growth and present an attractive forward dividend yield. I wouldn't necessarily say that being number one is much better than being number five, for example. But I would say that these top 15 kings, collectively, are more attractive than all of the other dividend kings. I'm going to run the top 10 dividend kings through my dividend yield theory screener to get a better sense of their current valuation and take a closer look at their historical dividend growth. Let's start with Abvi, ticker symbol ABBV, the highest ranked dividend king. Based on dividend yield theory, the stock appears to be about 13% overvalued right now, with a fair price around $128. The company still sports an attractive dividend yield of a little more than 4%, but not as attractive as its 5-year average of 4.62%. The stock has generated very favorable returns of 16.44% in my test window between 2018 and mid-2022. This is the average daily return annualized through today. Applying dividend yield theory would have offered a slight improvement with an average return of 18.83%. The company has had an impressive dividend growth streak since it was spun off from Abbott Labs in 2013. 2022 was the first year where Abvi announced its first dividend increase below 10%. The exact increase was 8.46%. This year was a bit of a letdown as well, with merely a 4.96% dividend hike back in January. The long-term dividend growth CAGR still looks very attractive but recent below-average increases can be an indication that things are about to cool off for Abvi. Moving on to number 2, Altria Group, ticker symbol MO. Altria is a consumer staple sin stock, as its main line of business is tobacco. Dividend yield theory tells us Altria may be about 11% undervalued right now, with a fair price around $51. The performance data tells me this hasn't been the best stock to own recently. Between mid-2016 and mid-2022, the average daily return is 2.51%. Again, this is the average annualized return of buying a share every day and holding that position through today. Dividend yield theory would have given investors a minimal boost to an average return of 3.86%. Dividend growth cooled off for Altria in 2020, with the annual growth rate falling to 3.66%. Since then, the company has announced modest increases in the 3-5% range. The next dividend increase should be announced sometime in August, so by the end of the summer we should have a better indication of where we stand for 2023. In the past 6 years, Altria's yield has doubled from below 4% to above 8% today. Continued dividend growth and the large payout has kept long-term returns positive, despite the share price declining. Moving on to number 3, Illinois Toolworks, ticker symbol ITW. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 6% overvalued, with a fair price of $214. The company has a modest dividend yield of 2.3%, and a pretty good total return history. In my performance test, the average daily return comes in at 9.6%. Applying yield theory as a buy indicator would have led to a decent improvement, with the average return increasing to 12.47%. Dividend growth has been decent. The company had a nice streak of 6 years of double-digit increases between 2014 and 2019. Since 2020, the annual dividend has grown at about 7%, which can still be considered above average for a company with 50 years of increases under its belt. The next dividend increase is set to be announced in August. So similar to Altria, we should know by the end of the summer what the new 2023 dividend rate will be. Moving on to number 4, Lowe's, ticker symbol LOW. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 13% undervalued, with a fair price of $237. Its dividend yield sits just north of 2%, which may sound low, but it's actually pretty attractive for the company historically. The stock has been on a good run during the last 7 years, as shown by my daily performance test. The average daily return in the test window is 14.57%, and dividend yield theory further improved the daily return to 19.39%. Lowe's is a dividend growth machine with only one year during the last decade missing a double-digit increase, and it wasn't by much either. In 2020, the company managed to raise its annual dividend by 9.22%. The next lowest increase was in 2013 at 13.33%. 
Frankly, it's quite amazing that Lowe's can continue to grow its dividend at such a high rate after already doing so for five decades. The 2023 dividend increase should be announced towards the end of May, and I'll be very interested to see what it is. The last two increases were quite impressive, both above 30%. I'm not holding my breath for another 30% bump, but I would like to see something in the double digits. Moving on to number 5, Johnson & Johnson, ticker symbol J&J. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock may be 10% undervalued right now, with a fair price of $177. The current dividend yield is pretty attractive, at a flat 3%. Long-term returns are modest. The average daily return in my test window was 4.34%. Using dividend yield theory offered a slight improvement to 6.84%. What's interesting, though, is that Johnson & Johnson is probably the best stock I have found so far, that actually trends very favorably along its dividend yield theory valuation. This is partly due to it being a very consistent stock. If we look at the dividend growth rate from the past decade, we can see that it has consistently hovered between 5 and 8%, with the long-term average being just above 6%. If you like consistency and predictability, J&J is an excellent company to look at. Moving on to number 6, Target, ticker symbol TGT. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock may be around 17% undervalued, with a fair price of $184. The current yield is pretty good, at 2.84%. Target did have that monster post-pandemic run, peaking in mid to late 2021, and then it came crashing down in 2022. However, the overall long-term total return is still pretty good. The average daily return in my test is 7.01%, with a pretty significant improvement from using dividend yield theory, bringing the average return all the way up to 18.2%. Of course this shouldn't be taken out of context, and dividend yield theory did suggest Target was overvalued even at its bottom during the pandemic crash. If we look back today, we can see that investing at those overvalued levels would still have paid off quite nicely. This just goes to show you that no valuation or financial metric should be viewed as an ultimate decision maker. Part of what feeds an increasing valuation zone is dividend growth, and Target has stepped up its game recently. After five consecutive years of below average dividend increases, in 2021, shareholders were rewarded with a very nice 17.91% year-over-year dividend increase. In 2022, the annual dividend increased by 25.32% and Target is set to announce its 2023 dividend increase in early June, so we should know fairly soon if this above-average streak will continue for another year. Moving on to number 7, Lancaster Company, ticker symbol LANC. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock may be 9% overvalued right now, with a fair price of $188. It has a below-average dividend yield of 1.64%, but pretty strong total returns. The average daily return is 11.23%, and dividend yield theory would have offered an improvement to 16.4%. In the dividend growth department, Lancaster has been a steady eddy, but it also has been consistently trending lower. During the past decade, annual dividend growth peaked in 2013, with an increase of nearly 11%. Since then it has progressively come down to 9, then 8, 7, and 6%. Lancaster historically announces its dividend increase in quarter 4, so we will have to wait a little while to see what's in store for 2023. Moving on to number 8, Abbott Labs, ticker symbol ABT. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock may be 13% undervalued, with a fair price of $126. The current yield is below average at 1.87%, but long-term returns are fairly decent. The average daily return in my test window is 7.97%, with a pretty strong improvement from using dividend yield theory to an average return of 16.67%. However, from the yield chart, we can tell that Abbott has appeared overvalued for the majority of 2018 to 2021, as the stock price continued rising. Therefore, the performance results carry a bit less accuracy, with not too many undervalued days during the last 7 years. Dividend growth has been all over the place, with some very poor years and some exceptional ones. The data in my chart looks a bit goofy for 2013 and 2014, the timing around AbbVie's spinoff. Abbott Labs usually pays its first dividend of the year in February, while the first dividend of 2013 was actually paid out at the end of 2012, 
and that is why the annual dividend in 2013 in my table looks low. Of course this also makes the dividend growth in 2014 look better than it actually was. There's no need to dwell on something that happened more than a decade ago. More recently, Abbott did have three very good years of double-digit dividend growth in 2019, 2020, and 2021. Last year, the dividend increase came in at a low 4.44%, and this year we had a nice bump back in January that will see the annual payout increase by 8.51%. Moving on to number 9, Procter & Gamble, ticker symbol PG. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock may be about 7% overvalued, with a fair price of $143. The current yield is decent at 2.45%. Total returns have been pretty strong as well. The average daily return in my test window is 10.07%. Using dividend yield theory would have improved the daily return to 15.09%. In the dividend growth department, Procter & Gamble has been rather average. Dividend increases cooled off in 2015, but progressively started improving in the years thereafter. 2021 was an above average year with the annual payout increasing by 9.01%. Last year the company had another decent increase of 6.16%. And this year, it looks like the company will see a 3.5% annual increase. I know my chart shows 4.16%, but keep in mind that I'm showing the forward dividend rate here, which isn't always equal to the total payouts for each calendar year. And moving on to number 10, Kimberly Clark Corporation, ticker symbol KMB. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 3% overvalued, with a fair price of $140. It does offer a good dividend yield of 3.25%, but total returns have come in below par. The average daily return in my test window is 6.22% with a modest improvement from using dividend yield theory to 7.97%. Dividend growth has been cooling off for a few years now, with just a 1.75% increase last year, and 1.72% this year. There you have it, a closer look at the 10 best ranked dividend kings. I think it would be interesting to backtest, or track going forward, what type of results this ranking process would produce. Backtesting would require a significant amount of work. Testing it going forward, on the other hand, would require waiting a long time to see the outcome. I think I will test it going forward, and depending on my free time, I may do a backtest as well. I would like to hear your opinion on how many dividend kings I should track, the top 10 or maybe the top 15, and should there be a quarterly or semi-annual rebalancing to the newly top-ranked kings. Let me know what you would do, and I'll take it into consideration before I put this screener to the test.